Megan, I have been using our sponsor Element, that's L-M-N-T, to boost my hydration for over a month now, and I'm really loving it. I'm just not very good at drinking plain water, and I love the taste when I pop one of these little packets, I like orange or grapefruit, into a big bottle of water. It's kind of fruity and salty, and it just helps me hydrate better overall. Element is a zero-sugar electrolyte drink mix born from the growing body of research that shows the best health outcomes occur with higher sodium levels. Each little pack delivers a significant dose of electrolytes, but minus sugar, artificial colors, and other iffy ingredients. Element's flavors are so unique, like fruity watermelon salt and spicy sweet mango chili. And we're going to set our listeners up with a variety pack so you can find your favorite. Right. You can receive a free Element sample pack containing eight flavors with any drink mix purchase when you purchase through our custom link, drinkelement.com slash momhour. That's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T slash momhour. This offer is available exclusively through our partnership and is available for both new and returning customers. And if you're an Element Insider, you'll have first access to Element Sparkling, a bold can of sparkling electrolyte water. Again, it's drinklmnt.com slash momhour. Hi, I'm Megan. And I'm Sarah. We're two moms with eight kids between us from preschool to teen. This is the show where we help you feel better about the mom you are and share our own parenting tips and personal stories. We're not experts. We're parents who've been there. We're not perfect. We're real. Welcome to the Mom Hour. Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode 156 of the Mom Hour. I'm Sarah Powers here with Megan Francis, as always. Hey, Megan. Hey, Sarah. I can't believe we're not together. I know. We we put out like three podcasts last week while also traveling and being on the road. I don't know. We're, yes, we're crazy. This, crazy. Feels, this feels a little bit back to normal. We're both like yes. in a normal recording situation. Anyway, um, we are talking today about something that you guys have been asking for and we've kind of been putting off and that is potty training. So you guys, my youngest is five and Megan's youngest is nine. So diapers were kind of a long time ago for us. Yes. But they um, were for, for me, they were for a very long time. I think right. I had kids be- in, yeah. I had kids in diapers for like 12 to 15 years. That's something in that range. That is crazy. Now some of that was overlapping, right? So it's, it wasn't, that's true. Yeah, it wasn't like actually consecutive, but like, yes, that is a lot of diapers. Um, so many. Diapers. So we've had this request because we have a lot of listeners with, you know, babies and young toddlers. Um, but we also thought it might be fun to expand this to more than just potty training, because some of you are beyond that. So we're going to talk about potty training at the top of the show. But then we're also going to talk about other bathroom things that come up with kids. So many bathrooms. There's so things. much. If you think potty training is the end of it, you're I'm sorry. Yeah. We're going to burst your bubble. Wait, wait until you have two little boys fighting over using the toilet at the same time right and crossing streams nice there's that there's also just (laughs) yeah there's all kinds of issues that come up with bathroom stuff privacy um yeah bathroom cleanliness like giving kids more independence like kids showering and taking care of themselves hygiene on their own you have shaving teenagers like this goes on forever (laughs) yes it never ends so that's what we're gonna do we're gonna talk about potty training for the first bit and then kind of expand that to what other bathroom issues are happening or have happened with us. So Sarah, we both know this time of year can be crazy. So this is a great time to get ahead with no prep, no mess meals from our sponsor factor. I love how these meals are ready to eat and delivered right to your door. I mean, you can't beat that convenience, but most importantly, they're seriously delicious. 
Yeah, Megan, I agree. Our whole family was impressed with the quality and flavor of Factor Meals we tried. And it turned out to be a great option for my teenagers when they got home late from a theater practice or came home from school super hungry. There's zero prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Factor Meals just need to be heated for about two minutes and they're ready to go. Yeah, and for any listeners with wellness goals this month, Factor has six menu preferences to support your lifestyle, whether you're trying to boost your protein, avoiding meat, or simply focusing on well-balanced meals. And you can pause or reschedule deliveries to fit your lifestyle. Make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine. Head to factormeals.com slash momhour50 and use code momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code MOMHOUR50 at factormeals.com slash MOMHOUR50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Okay, Megan. Well, over here at the Mom Hour, we are big fans of our sponsor, Our Place. In fact, you, me, and our team member, Katie, were all comparing notes on our favorite product. Katie was telling us that even though she's packing up to move her family to a new house, she cannot put that mini perfect pot from our place into the boxes yet because she's using it like every night. Well, as someone who also has a perfect pot, I got mine as part of their mini home cook duo set. I get it. It's nonstick, which is key, but it also has all these handy features like a steam release lid with a built in strainer and this nice beechwood spoon that nests on the handle in this perfect little peg. Okay, well, I didn't get this pot, but now I want it. That sounds so great. Our Place's cookware is great to cook with, beautiful to look at, and healthier for us as well. All of Our Place's products are made without PFAS, also known as forever chemicals. In addition to their cookware and tableware, Our Place is also making waves with their Wonder Oven, the most stylish all-in-one air fryer and toaster oven. Again, free from the forever chemicals found in many of those air fryers. Listeners, Our Place offers a 100-day trial with free shipping and returns, and we've got a great deal for you. Go to fromourplace.com and enter the code MOMHOUR at checkout to receive 10% off site-wide. That's fromourplace.com, code MOMHOUR. So potty training. Yeah. Ugh, right? Who wants, I, to do Who wants to do this? No one wants to, except here's what I think is sometimes new moms get really kind of excited about it and do it too early, which is something we're going to talk about. So maybe, maybe people do want we to want do it, it but we much? don't, okay. we don't want you guys to do it yet. Here's the thing. I think you want to do it until you're in the middle of it and then you regret yeah. it and you're like, no, get me out. Yeah. So yeah. Well, you, you have some opinions on this and you wrote an article that is so far in the archives, we can't even find it anymore, but I yeah. remember it when it came out and you sort of took a stand. So tell me. I did. That. Okay. Well, you have to, you have to understand that when either you or I take a stand, it's like, like the most wimpy. Oh yeah. Um, and there's like still lots of room, stand. lots of room <laughs> exactly. for other standing. So I took a stand on myself personally, taking a stand in my own home. Let's uh -huh. just put it that way. I didn't yeah. actually like take any kind of stance that anybody should do anything, but my sort of stance was you can either potty train the easy way for a week or the hard way for a year. A friend of mine actually said that to me. She was an, she was a more experienced mom than me. And I think I was like on my third kid trying to potty train and wasn't going super well. And he was actually William. So he's my third. He was the one who showed early interest in using the, the bathroom. And mm -hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be the kid who does it really early. He was very precocious with um, physical things. He walked early, mm -hmm. he crawled early. And I was like, oh, so he's going to potty train early. And then when I thought I saw signs that he was potty training, I got really excited and then it really just didn't pan out to be actual potty training because right. there's a difference between a kid sitting on a potty yep. 
and going once and a kid developing the habits needed and the discipline and all that needed to, you know, sustain bathroom trips every time they have to go. Especially if you have um, a real life where you're like going out and about right. and going to daycare or school or back and forth. Yeah. Yes. I, and amen. I think sometimes kids can be totally potty trained at daycare because they're in such a routine mm-hmm. and they see other kids potty, like they see other kids using the potty. So there's that, that, that peer pressure and they get home and it all falls apart. And I just, I guess I just want to say like, that's so normal. And barring some kind of um, physical or a mental issue where it would make it hard for them to, most kids are going to start using the toilet at some time. You they probably always, won't have a kindergartner. That's what who I was going to say. Go to the bathroom. Yeah, is they always tell you like your kindergartner is not going to go off to kindergarten in, in diapers, and it's so cliche, right. but it's pretty true. I mean, yeah, it really is. Um, so you just kind of preferred to wait it out, right? And kids would I waited sort it of out and appear to yeah. be ready when really ready, not just I so, peed on the potty once. Yeah. And it's not like I didn't encourage it during that time. I definitely would still take them to the potty whenever I noticed they were, but I just didn't stress myself out too much about every single time. Like if we had diapers in the house and, and it actually got to the point where like my kids would want to wear diapers because they knew they'd like, they might ask for one because we'd be out for a while and stuff. And I was like, okay, maybe they just know they understand that we're going to be in the car for five hours and they aren't going to want to stop or whatever. And I just, I just took a pretty relaxed view. Now, I will also say, though, that there are downsides to that. The one downside is we all know toddler and preschooler poop is gross. Mm-hmm. It turns like, into man poop. Yeah, grown up poop. Yeah. And that becomes really nasty. You don't want to deal with that if you don't have to. Um, and you you can start to feel annoyed with a kid because it's like you feel like they have the skills and the, I don't know, abilities and mental capacity to not mm-hmm. do that anymore. I don't think it's always as cut as dried as cut and dried as that. Like, I don't think it's always like just because a kid can use the potty twice in a row and not forget that they're developmentally ready to do it all the time. Or that I you just as a mom are ready to go through it. Like, that's a lot what right. I'm going to be talk, talking about is like readiness is there's two parts to readiness. And one of them yes. is, are you ready to go through the potty training and have a newly potty trained kid? Because if right. you're not, it pays to wait, I think. And I think, yeah, no, I totally agree. Having a newly potty trained kid is a lot of work and a mm-hmm. lot of planning. You can't just show up someplace. Right. Right. And be like, oh, we're just going to hang out here. Yeah. yeah, You have to think about every park you go to. I finally have stopped asking if different because where we are, some parks have bathrooms and some don't. It's really random and it's not really predictable. And so like when you're making a play date or planning to meet somewhere, it's like which park has the potty? And I finally like I don't really have to think about that anymore. But even my big kids, sometimes if they forget to go before we go, then they have to, you know, anyway. Do you do the thing before you get in the car for more than an hour and you're like, everybody go to the bathroom. Yes. And then there's so much fighting over it. I really try and only like make it mandatory before like our longer road trips. But right. um, Okay. So you kind of waited it out and we're really low key. I'll, I'll just give the high level of what I did because each kid was so different and surprising. No one. I was super structured with my first kid. And I thought our listeners might enjoy hearing this because I did kind of the three day boot camp where you, if you're not familiar, there's a bunch of different ways, but basically it's like rip the bandaid off and throw away the diapers. Some of these approaches will have you literally like throw away all the diapers, um, stay home for three days, let them be naked or let them be in underwear. We actually had her be in underwear and have all the accidents, do all the cleaning, but hopefully emerge 
at the other end of three days with a pretty potty trained kid. Now, I'm not going to say this is right or wrong. It actually did work for my first kid. But the reality of life means that I would never have had the ability to do that if I hadn't had. I think we did it over Labor Day weekend. So it was a three day weekend. And of course, it's I'm me. So I was so extreme about like following the rules that we literally made no plans for three days. And I had a so Reed was um, about three or four months old. I purposely waited. He wasn't a newborn, but I did have him. So I had a a baby, an infant and then a two. She was about two and a quarter. Um, And, you know, it worked the first day and a half where I felt like she was never going to get it because the idea of staying home and kind of watching them, like give them lots of juice and liquids, let them drink, is that you're teaching them to understand that sensation of like when they start to pee, like rush off to the potty, let them finish on the potty, give them some encouragement. And then they start to just connect that, like what it feels like when you have to go. And so that's that's sort of the philosophy. And again, I, I don't have anything against that philosophy. I just think it's not always practical. And it did not work for my second kid. So anyway, right. I, I won't go into more details. It did work for her. We came out on the other side of that three days and she was really pretty potty trained. She regressed a little a few weeks later when I think she just realized it was more of a control issue. Like she right, realized yeah. like she got some attention and that caused some drama if she just randomly peed in her pants. And that was it was so frustrating, but it only lasted like a week and then she got back on track. So um, so I did that. I did the the boot camp style and you but let me let that. me really quickly yeah. just pause to say a week of regression when you have one baby or a child is one thing imagine a week of regression <laughs> regression in a two or three-year-old kid or one or two-year-old yeah. kid when you've got another with a baby yeah like yeah it's such a different thing totally right? totally yeah like it it makes the whole thing it just changes the whole game so well, yeah yes. and especially the way i was thinking of it is the whole point of doing this boot camp was that we really sh- I, we would just be done and in my my mind right. of course now i see how silly that was but in my mind the regression was so frustrating because i was like but we stayed home for three days and we did this and it, right we did it we yeah. did it all right yeah yeah so i had tried that same structure with kid number two and so i said allegra was like two and a quarter and she was she was really tall and big for her age so i was a little self-conscious because she looked like a three and a half year old even though she was right. a young two and that was i think one of the things and i just thought she was ready so kid number two i thought i would try the same thing and i tried twice where we would stay home Um, and this was before baby number three arrived so he was probably two and a quarter the first time I tried and two and a half the second time I tried and Reed as you guys know if you've listened for a long time he was extremely verbally precocious extremely bright and I was like so kind of like you with William thinking this will be a no-brainer for me it was that cognitively he was super super advanced so I was like well this kid can talk in paragraphs so obviously he can go on the potty and for him um, and again this is not surprising now that we know his almost eight-year-old personality it was too much too soon it was too big a transition and it really caused some anxiety so he did not even like to be naked he would ask for a diaper not just to go to the bathroom but like even getting out of the bath he would almost panic um and so me taking away all the diapers at once and saying now we're in undies all the time and doing this yeah it's just the way things are it was (laughs) like like, totally wrong for his personality and now i can look back and almost feel kind of bad and he just got anxious he was holding it in so he actually didn't have accidents which is so interesting he just held it until he was miserable including poop which is really uncomfortable and so I, you know, that's a big thing for kids with anxiety, yes. by the way, yes. like the, the poop holding. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, and luckily we've never dealt with that later on, but I know some kids do that. Um, so I had to throw in the towel twice, two different times where I said, okay, this is the weekend we're doing it. We're potty training. 
and two different times, I want to say it was like a couple, three months apart, had to throw in the towel and say, okay, we're not doing it. And so that felt pretty crappy. Um, and then he has a June birthday and was going to go to preschool in August. And so he turned three that June and only had like two months till preschool. And by that point I was like, well, hopefully they won't care if he pees on the floor in preschool. I, by that time I'd had baby number three. I was like, okay, well, like it is what it is. And then right after he turned three, like three in a month, um, I don't even remember the circumstances of how, how I pulled it off or how we pulled it off, but he did potty train, but it, we failed twice. Um, and then kid number three, I didn't, I never believed those people that said, Oh, she just potty trained herself. And then I totally had a kid that just potty trained herself. And she was the hardest kid and is the hardest kid, as you know, Megan, in so many other ways. So I just look at it as like a little gift from the universe. Like this child is not going to sleep. She's like, has the biggest tantrums. She's this and this and this, but man, she seriously potty trained herself. And she was about two and a half. And I remember cause we were going on vacation and I almost didn't want it. I was like, no, she'd be like, I need to go no, potty. I'm like, no, you don't. Diapers are easier. No, no you don't. <laughs> yeah. Cause I'm not going to potty train you before this trip. And then it was in the summer. And after we got back from that trip, I barely even remember the details. It just, she just did it. So that's how different three kids can be. I guess it was kind yeah. of a long explanation. Well, and I'll just say too, I don't remember with Clara how it happened. I do remember it was a lot easier than with any of the other kids. And actually yeah. the post I did find about potty training on um, the happiest home. She was older than, you know, than like a lot of people want to potty train their kids, but she just did it. Like it wasn't yeah. a big deal. It just happened really quickly. Owen, I remember having to negotiate big time. Like I had to trade him Pokemon cards Nice for the nice thing is a Pokemon cards, pretty inexpensive. Right. So, and yeah, I, I would... he wanted Pokemon cards when he was like three, which is just a yes. sign of having older brothers because that's yes. how my kids are too. Like... Yeah. So he would like for every time he peed in the potty, he'd get one Pokemon card. So I'd yep. buy the packs and then rip them open yep. and then hand him out one, one card at a time. Um, the older, they were harder. And maybe this is because I hadn't figured it out yet. Maybe that was personality. It's all kind of a blur. I couldn't really tell you. Right. A lot of pottying details about any one of them. But but you know what? Either way, like I could have like worked and done like a system or not. And either way, they all would have ended up potty trained by three ish. Yeah, so there you go. exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I wrote down. I mean, we kind of went through our experiences. I wrote down a few really quick tips if you are going into this. And these will be quick and they're probably things you could Google from any blog post, to be honest. But the yeah. first one, Megan, you already hint, hinted at, which is don't confuse interest for readiness. So a child yes. will be interested. In, and that's what the books will tell you. If they're interested in the potty, they might be ready. Well, they're going to be interested because they, they might see be you going. They see siblings <laughs> right. going. Right. They understand what it is. And you can put them on a toilet and clap when they go but that doesn't mean like we just said earlier that doesn't mean that you or that child is really ready ready so I think that's when we jump the gun is like oh they're interested in the potty and they can follow simple instructions that's the other thing that the books always said like can they follow simple instructions that I don't know to me it's like you know urinate on demand yeah okay I mean yes exactly (laughs) so you mom needs to be ready too and That kind of brings me to my next thing, which is like, if you are having a new baby or moving to a new house or going on vacation, I mean, it's common sense, but really don't, don't try and do it right before any big transition. Or if that kid is changing classrooms at preschool, like anything else that's changing is probably not the right time. And feeling like you have to do it on a deadline. I know it's really hard when preschools require kids to be potty trained, but it puts so much pressure on mom at which just ratchets up the stress level that if you can avoid or if there is a deadline then maybe start way earlier because there's nothing worse than like right. feeling like you've got to put this pressure on your kid and yourself to potty train in two weeks or whatever so 
Um, one thing, I, I don't know how you were with this, Megan, but I am not a huge fan of like the mini potties, the ones that like they're actually separate that sit in your bathroom well, or even first the of all, they're gross. Seats. They're gross. They gross me out so They get bad. gross. Yes, they get gross. And then it's like... I don't know. I don't want to have something like I have to have an, an additional accessory yes. for my kid to go to the bathroom. And then what if you're like, out and about? You know, right. Do you carry the potty with you? Yeah. That, I never understood that. Like I had one once and then I thought, I don't even want my kid to get used to using this because I feel like things could go that's, awry. That's totally so. how I was. So if you, if you can pull it off, just teach, you know, teach your kid to sit on the big potty. I do think a stool is helpful. Sometimes they get scared because they're so high up. Um, so right. like a stool that they can put their feet stool, on. Maybe. And what are those little seats? You know, yes. that goes on top of the, that's, yes. you know, but even those, those are okay. They can get attached to though. And so I, I yeah, would use true. those, but I would try and ditch them or I would try to get the kid to be okay using, going without them. Cause Not then as soon them. as you're yeah. at someone else's house and there isn't one, that's um, true. But I, I definitely prefer the seats that go on top of the real toilet to the whole separate mini potties. Um, and again, I don't think these things are bad if you're trying to get your kid excited and interested. In fact, I usually had one in my bathroom from the time they were like a year and a half old and they'd sit down while wearing their diaper and they'd sort of pretend. So that's, I think it's all fine. But when you, when it's really time for the rubber to meet the road on potty training, I kind of prefer to ditch those and see if I can get them to go on the real potty. Um, I was going to say bribes are totally cool if they work. And that is like, I'm not a big briber in other things, but I think potty bribes are awesome. I also have kids who did not respond to bribes at all. So I think it's great if Pokemon cards or M&Ms work. And, you know, if you are, if you've tried to avoid bribes with other behavioral stuff, I kind of think that potty training doesn't count because it's such a short term. It's like a short term thing that you're working toward and they're not going to expect three M&Ms when they're seven and they go poop. Well, and it's also like you're, it's the greater good thing, right? Like you're doing this for yourself. You're bribing your kid for your own good. And yes, it's a limited thing. It's not going to happen all the time. And I do think that makes a difference. Yeah. Um, And then my final tip, and I'm totally guilty of this, but you get so excited when they do it successfully. But I was just going to say, I think it's worth kind of checking that excessive praise and excitement because I have found that some kids can that can turn into like performance anxiety a little bit. They yes, can be afraid, absolutely. afraid of, that if they don't pee or poop the next yes. time, then you won't get as excited. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Or they realize how important it is to you. And some kids will actually kind of use it against you and use that as a power play. Um, and, yeah. and that's like two different sides of the same coin. So I almost feel like it's better to like play it cool. Like, of course, you're going to give them a high five and a good job. But it's like it's almost like you don't care. Like, oh, that's awesome. Great yep. job. Oh, and then right. You, move you did on. it. Of course you did. Yeah. Yeah, of course, yeah exactly. And I and. And I think it's really hard because you, it is really exciting. There's nothing more exciting than when you, like, you feel like they're getting it. And like, but I think it's worth like just noticing that and checking the excessive excitement because I think it can backfire. So I don't know. That was like our 12 minute potty yeah, that training was our- 101. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. So I don't know, Megan, I feel like other stuff that goes on with little kids. I have a list here. Does anything jump out at you from your experience that like, once oh my they're gosh, body trained, there's still well, stuff. OK, that goes so, on. yes, um, I'm going to speak to a couple of these things on this list, okay. um, keeping in mind that my kids are all older now. So I'm going to take care to um, shield their, you know, anonymity, their personal. The, I'm going to help them be anonymous. Yes. But I will say. One of my kids in particular is an epically long pooper. (laughs) Like he takes so long to poop. 
Um, this has gotten us into trouble before when we've gone when he was like potty trained age, but still young that I was uncomfortable him using restrooms, um, public restrooms all alone. So maybe like five, yeah. six, something like that. But we'd go someplace and there was one there was one um, episode where we went to a county fair and all of my boys go into the the restroom together and then none of them come out in like 25 minutes goes oh by and I finally had to send a police officer in because I was like I don't what's going on with my kids it turned out one of them was just pooping and the other ones didn't know what to do they didn't want to leave him which is now nice. it is nice but like they could have sent one out right. to talk right. to me like as a sentry right but they just you know they weren't really thinking about it so that's just one of those things like it's not really a complaint it's just kind of a funny story and anytime this particular kid I learned if he said like, hey, can I go poop before I go to school? I'd be like, no, you're going to have to do that at school because we'll be late. You'll be 20 minutes late. Like, it's just you takes you so long. So, no, you're going to have to like poop earlier or poop when you get there or wait. I don't know what to tell you. So um, that is definitely one. Another one um, that I think is has always been really funny is like when I had multiple boys using the same bathroom at the same time, especially when they were all relatively young and like kind of free about their yeah. you know pri privacy and stuff they would you all try to use a toilet at the same time and oh, then so funny their pee all splashes off like they're crossing streams <laughs> and then the pee is just going everywhere and i had a a while for a while i i kind of shamed my kids a little bit because i'd go in the bathroom and be like you guys you're old enough not to pee literally everywhere there's on pee the on the wall yeah. there's pee all over the back of the toilet like point down it's not that hard and I really had to ride them about that. I will say they've gotten a lot better, um, but they're still not perfect. Yeah. And there's one boy in my house who's consistently bad at peeing in the wrong place. And I don't know which one it is. I can't like bust out one kid because I, I have no idea. I don't right. know which one it is. Well, that actually brings up a really good point that even after kids are potty trained, you have a pretty good beat on who's going when for kind of a long time. I would say until my kids sure. were maybe first grade, I, you know, they're at school for part of it, but like you kind of know who has pooped when, like just to use the poop example. Right. And then, then and you, you just realize keep an eye one on it, day, yeah. like, I don't know when you, when and if you pooped today. And I've never had kids with major constipation. I know that is a, an issue for some families, but um, yeah. it's like, it's like for five years, you know, you literally know when each of your kids has pooped, even once they're potty trained. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you don't. And I'm like, well, I assume everything's coming out. All right. Otherwise I would have heard about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's really funny. Um Okay, we've talked about a couple of these, which is regression. I'll just mention really quickly that it's super normal. And regression can happen even like a year after a kid's been potty trained. It can happen um, like with poop only. I know kids who've asked for a pull-up in order to poop even after they were potty trained. It's not fun, but it's pretty normal. And it probably just will work itself out on its own. Um, but I know that can be a really frustrating one. Um, what about, we should mention nighttime and naptime dryness. Cause I think there's a lot of misconceptions. Oh my gosh. And yes. I know we've, we've talked about it on this show cause we both feel yeah. really strongly about well, it, but, but yeah, we yeah. need to clear up that, that yes. wetting the bed is not the same as not being potty trained. You can be completely potty trained during the day and still lack the developmental ability to wake up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom. Uh, and there years. are things you can yeah. do for years. Yes. It's very normal for a five or six year old to not be dry hundred percent at night. So yes. I think that's one of those things that can cause a lot of shame yes. um, and stress for parents. Yes. And my, you know, after going through it with like one kid, I was like my whole sort of, I don't know, strategy became do what I have to do to get a good night's sleep and yeah. not have my kid feel terrible when they yeah. wake up in the morning and not have me deal with a mess when they wake up in the morning. Yep. So we used good nights for years um, because it just worked. And 
eventually they all outgrew it yep. because they all de- they all developed the readiness to yeah. be able to wake up at night. But I really think they were just sleeping super you know, really heavily. Yeah. Um, and a lot of it's one heredi- of my kids. Yeah. Hereditary. We have bedwetting yep. like in different parts of my family. And so I look, I think I knew that going in, but I have yeah. seen potty training guides that actually recommend that you take away all diapers and pull-ups even at night because it will cause confusion. And I just really disagree no, with that because I of, so disagree. Yeah. I've just seen it play out in my own, with my own kids and my own family. This was not laziness. This was not kids, you know, just being confused. They were old enough to know yeah. what they should be. They did they not want to want, be wetting the bed. Nobody wants to wet the bed. Like, li- who wants to wet the bed? Who wants to wake up in a wet bed? Who even wants to wear, you know, a pull-up to bed? Nobody right. wants to. Right. But it, sometimes they just aren't waking up. And I've had other kids where it, um, where it has manifested differently. So, like, yep. William, for example, and I, I'm sharing his name because he thinks the story is really funny. Um, and he won't mind. But he would he had a hard time waking up fully at night but what he would do is go pee on random household objects because he didn't know where he was so he would like sleepwalk around my house he peed on the vacuum cleaner he peed in the dishwasher once i woke up i'm like what are you doing and he's like i'm going to the bathroom and he's peeing in the dishwasher because he didn't like he lacked what yeah. something hadn't yet yes. clicked into place and he's just wandering around the house he knows he has to go to the bathroom but he can't yes connect the mental dots same thing you know like with kids who pee the bed it's like yeah they know they have to get up but they just can't do it and i i didn't want to feel bad i didn't want them to feel bad like there's a lot of things you can feel bad about as a mom and there's plenty of things your kids can feel stressed about like why would that be one i just don't want that to be a thing i i I totally agree um and i it's worth mentioning that my hardest kid to potty train for daytime once he was potty trained he it just stopped at naps and nighttime but my girls were both in pull-ups until they were five um so and i don't even think five is super late i think it's kind of somewhere in the middle or maybe a little later i think like six becomes a little like a little more unusual and usually kids most kids by six have figured it out but right but there's still a whole bunch who haven't so if you're seven eight nine and they haven't yet that's still very much within the the realm of normal yeah um and there's things you can do like you could limit liquids after like six or whatever like you could do those things but if you do all that and it doesn't fix the problem it's yes. probably a developmental thing well and yeah. think hopefully what we've done in this part of the conversation is like this just take that off your list of of, of including that in potty training in your mind does that make sense right. like it's just yeah it's a totally different thing so you don't have to worry about it I worried a little bit because I was so structured that first time about the nap because you know a toddler yeah. who's taking a daily nap I didn't want her to get confused I also didn't want her to wake up from her nap and then not want to go back into undies because she's sleepy and then yeah. I you know then I kind of let her hang around in a pull-up for a while and so yeah. I think there's a couple of things you can do if you're worried about that I remember getting different pull-ups that looked very different than her diapers had and we even didn't call them diapers we called them like napping pants or something like that um, to kind of draw a line so I think there's you can if you're concerned about that with naps you can you can still have a little structure around it so they don't take advantage of that oh it's nap time I'm gonna wait till mom puts a pull up on me and then just let it all out so you know I will say though of all of my kids who who needed more support at night none of them had problems with naps and I think it's because when they were peeing the bed I don't think it was like in that two hour 
yeah. period. I think it was like early morning. You know how you get into that really crazy deep sleep? Yep. It's the time of sleep for me where I dream that I already got up. <laughs> yes. Like, do you ever have those dreams where you uh-huh. woke up, you uh-huh. already went and made your coffee or whatever, you got dressed, and then you wake up an hour later, you're like, oh, dang, I have to actually do all that stuff again because I thought I already did it. I really think that's the stage of sleep kids are peeing in. It's like they think they're going about their lives getting up and doing stuff and they're not there. It's like a very different and mine for whatever reason never got there during nap time. Yeah, so I think that, that was not sense. a problem for us, but yeah. Yeah. Totally. Okay, Megan, like many of our listeners, I'm sure I've been doing some spring cleaning in my closet lately, and it always feels so good to get rid of clothes I'm not wearing, things that don't fit or that aren't my style anymore. But you know what I realized? All of my Vionic shoes are always in the keep pile. They just tick all the boxes. They're cute, comfy, high quality. They last forever. And I love growing my Vionic collection, especially with the latest styles from their Vionic Vitals collection. The Vionic Vitals collection offers daily wear styles designed for elegance, comfort, and versatility. We both love the Uptown Loafer, which collapses flat, so it's perfect for travel. The Chardonnay Heeled Sandal, which I know you love, Sarah. The Walk 23 Classic Sneaker, which our team member Katie gets compliments on all the time. And the Willa Slip-On Flat, one of my favorites, which comes in 12 colors for any outfit. Yeah, I need to uh, get the Willa Slip-On Flat. That's next on my list. Well, listeners, if you're ready to try the shoes we're always raving about, use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at bionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's one-time use only. Bionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. Sarah, our sponsor, Haya Health, makes a kid's daily multivitamin that parents can feel great about giving their kids because they have no added sugars or dyes. And our kids who have tried Haya vitamins have loved them, which is important, right? Because what good is a bottle of vitamins that your kid won't take? Haya was founded by two dads who didn't like the ingredients label on some of the popular children's vitamins they were seeing on store shelves. So they got to work developing a formula that would help fill the most common nutrient gaps in modern kids' diets. Haya's Chewable Kids Vitamin is made with a blend of 12 organic fruits and vegetables and then supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals. They're also vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, and nut-free. Haya manufactures their vitamins right here in the USA with globally sourced ingredients, and then they ship their chewable vitamins directly to your door on a pediatrician-recommended schedule. We've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. You're going to get 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, go to HayaHealth.com slash MomHour. This deal is not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H.com slash MomHour and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. Okay, so back to the bathroom. Now that we've, if, now that we've talked we about, the, about food, we should wash our hands. Yeah, and like, let's please know. wash our hands. Okay, well, let's just start. Let's start there and let's just, okay. it's a little gross, but... I have just found that it takes a long time for kids to wipe proficiently um, by themselves. And I don't know what your experience was, Megan, but I would say that, you know, if my kids potty trained around two and a half or three. I was still probably hands on helping them for another yeah. year, probably. But then four five and six year olds who are able to 
do it on their own, but yep. don't do it well, even seven, eight-year-olds. And this can lead to, yeah. I've had kids who get sore bums, you know, like diaper rash kind of yep. from not wiping. Um, I have only had one UTI or bladder infection, but I know with girls that can really be a problem if they're not wiping front to back and not doing a good job. That's only happened once with us. Um, but I think I had that as a kid. So this just, I don't know. I don't know if we have any do you, tips. Do you have the little, do you have the little wet wipes? No, I should the do The flushables. That. Actually, I did find that with all of my kids, and I don't have those regularly. I don't have any right now in the yeah. house. But with when the kids are in that stage of not wiping well, those like, you know, those Cottonelle wipes or whatever, uh -huh. they really yes. do. They really help. Yeah. I mean, even with for adults, like sometimes you just yeah. kind of need like a little yeah. help. So like, yeah, that I think is a good idea. That's one thing where I remember just it's kind of like you have those um, those parenting sayings that you just kind of like, like four on the floor when it gets yeah. on a chair and they keep tilting back. I'm going to start using that, like, by the way. You used four on the floor. My house. Four, yeah. did, I did, didn't I? Yeah. Well, it just really creeps me out. People are rocking back on their chair, four on the floor. But front to back is another one. And okay. you, just, yeah. you repeat it so many times like you don't even though you're saying it. It's yeah. like one of those momisms that just comes out. Um, yeah, I don't really have any great advice except you just have to like... Well, and you, know, you kind of have to stay on top of it. I've had with it. pediatricians, you know, just tell me, you don't have to like wipe your own, wipe your kid's hiney, but you need to stay on top of it, just like any yeah. other hygiene or self-care issue. And that helped me kind of see it as like, I'm not, I'm not hovering or overprotecting. It's just like, I don't let my yeah. kids brush their own teeth until they're like 10 because that's yeah. not good at it. And, and there are repercussions if it's not done well. So no, maybe we don't have a tip. It's just that it's normal for that to take a while and that it requires teaching and reminding and you will be maybe yeah. wiping bottoms longer than you thought. So welcome. Well, here's, here's going into a, here's going into something even like a little, I mean, a little more personal, but yeah. my boys are not circumcised. So okay. they have like this whole other penis situation happening where I had to kind of find out like, to what extent do I have to monitor this? Right. And at one point a pediatrician said, you know, if you put them in the bathtub and just encourage them to kind of play with themselves uh -huh. a little bit, it kind of just works out. Um, which was always my experience, except one time, one of my kids who shall rename, remain nameless when they were little, they played with it a little too hard. And apparently this happens more than you'd think. Okay. And I remember clearly this kid was still in diapers, but they were older. They were okay. like two and a half, three, yeah. something like that. And this, this little pal of mine, he <laughs> pulled his foreskin back and it got stuck. Oh. And what ends up happening is that it swells. Okay. And then it can get to a point where you have to take them in and have like, oh. they have to surgically. So I'm like sitting there in the bathroom going, you have to pull it back down. Like you have to. And he's freaking out. And I was like, honey, I don't want to make a big deal about this. But if we don't do it now, I have to take you to the doctor to do it. And because, and you don't want that. Right. Yeah. And he's like, no. And it didn't hurt him or anything, yeah. but he was freaked out. Yeah. And I finally had to like, he was too big for me to just be messing with his privates. Like, yeah but like too little to figure it out on his own. Yeah. And I believe what I did was I grabbed a washcloth uh -huh. and I was like, okay. Cause he didn't want to, like he just was freaked out and didn't yeah. want to touch it. Yeah. And I can't remember what the name of it was. It wasn't an adhesion. It was something I'll have to look it up okay. and see if I can remember the name of it. But like, I just took the washcloth and I just kind of wrapped it around. And I said, now grab it and pull. And he did. And it was fine. But like, I had to really like troubleshoot that, yeah. which is kind of funny because other than that, we never had any problems with the kids on, uncircumcised interesting we didn't have any problems but there was just this one time and i was like oh my good what is happening like what is this yeah. and you know that's that's when google can really be your friend google or podcasts because i bet a lot of moms just learned about that who didn't yeah no including me yeah and you would never there'd never be any reason oh it's called oh sorry i just googled it it's called 
paraphimosis. Okay. It's when it gets, it's when the foreskin gets stuck. Okay. So me encouraging them to play with themselves was, you know, I didn't, I didn't put it like that. I, yeah, I didn't right. make it that creepy. I was just like, wash yourself and mess, yeah. you know, move it around. And that'll yeah. help. Like the water will get up in there and it'll yeah. be good. But he just pulled it back a little too far and it got stuck and then it swells. So oh there you go. Don't just keep an eye on your, if your child's not circumcised, just keep an eye. Yeah, both for keep an eye on that and also on that wang, that wang tip. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that still oh fits God. in the G-rated. Un, you know, this whole I, show should be marked like not quite explicit, but also not as G-rated as usual. <laughs> it's just real up close and personal. Exactly. Um, okay, so speaking of that, tell me how your kids have been with privacy, and and let, I'll set the stage with I have heard and read that kids will at one point just decide that they want more privacy, but it's kind of developmentally different for each kid. And that's been my experience. And it kind of happens quickly. Like one day they don't care at all about you seeing them. And I'm talking about their own privacy. I I think our our privacy as adults is a little different conversation, but, um, but like Allegra, I think took a while to get there and it was fine. She just had no inhibitions and she was fine. Whoever in the family saw her naked. And of course I didn't let her run out in the neighborhood naked, but um, and then Reed all of a sudden, like overnight decided, like he changes fully, like with a bathroom door closed and he's still really yeah. little to me. So I'm curious how that worked with your kids. Um, I would say two of them never were really that. I'm not going to name which ones, but two of them never really got that modest uh-huh. and would walk around in like little tidy whities and whatever. Yeah. And then two of them are so modest that I never saw them in the bathroom in underwear it's been years yeah. i didn't even realize it had happened yeah. like one day they just disappeared behind a door and then never emerged <laughs> that's, that's and how i feel about reed he's not even yeah. eight yet and i'm like is this ta- teeny little i call it like tiny hiney like he just is like this yeah. little boy and i'm like I, I don't know if i'll ever see him <laughs> yeah no i totally get it yes no and and the other ones who weren't as modest did get more modest with age but right. it's not it's obvious that with them it's not even it's not even so much developmental, it's personality. Right. Because the, some of the older kids are less modest than some of the younger. Yeah. So, yeah, I really think it's like the kid and their comfort level, and there's yeah. a lot going on there. And I yeah. think, I mean, this is like a whole other conversation, but you get to decide in your family, like, whatever rules about modesty you have. But I also think that, you know, kids will sort of, I think it's good for kids to decide on their own what they feel comfortable with. And I guess the point is it can happen earlier or it can happen later. And I think that's mostly okay. I don't know. Yeah. Agreed. Um, Okay. So this is something that I feel really happy about. Two of my three kids can shower totally independently. And I realize this is... Which two? The older two. The older two? Which is... That's not a given because Violet can be very independent. Um, But... So when you... Let me just say, when you say they shower totally independently, let's like, let's break that down. Do they wash and condition their hair and rinse it well all by themselves. Yeah. I mean, I would say the the competency level is passable. Like I can inspect okay. later and be like, okay, next time, you know, you need to work that conditioner through a little bit better. Um, okay. but it's, but I don't have to be involved. Um, and Do they pick up their towels and hang. No. Them? Okay. So I want to talk about okay. that. Do you see how it says <laughs> okay. like showering independently and then bathroom messes. So yes, that's yes. where that's I wasn't where, sure what that meant, but okay, that's where we're going next. No, it's more just, I feel like this took a lot longer. I remember asking on our Facebook page a couple years ago, like of our followers for the mom hour, like when are 
are your kids, when were your kids totally able to bathe themselves? And I just feel like I expected it sooner, but it was about eight for both of my older kids. Um, Okay. And Allegra has a lot of hair. And so that still requires like I still check it, but she can do it. And more importantly for me is I can say, please go take your shower. And they just do it before. I just felt like even as they got older, wow. it was like I needed to That's get nice. the towel. I needed to get the water temperature right. and all of that. And now two of the three, which is a game changer, I can say, go take your shower. Because we've laughed on this show about how I don't make my kids bathe that often. But partly it's because I had to be so dang involved. So it's like it took a lot of my time and now I can just just say go do it. So that takes a while. I don't know if eight sounds about right for where your boys. Your well, old Clara, boys Clara has been ready. Yeah, the boys have all been showering since since that age. But like Clara, she she's happy to independently shower. She can get the shower going. She can get in. She can clean herself. Her hair is very very long and thick, mm-hmm. and I don't feel like she rinses it very well. And she's still paranoid about getting water in her eyes. Yeah. So I don't feel like she's really getting in there yeah. the way she needs to be. Yeah. You know. So I'll still come in at the end. I don't hang out in there the entire time like I used to. Right. But I'll come in and just kind of like rinse her hair out. Yeah. Um. The them picking up after themselves is still a battle. Yeah. I like. The post shower putting hanging yes. towel thing has been it's it's uphill and they're getting better. I did have a thing where we so we have a cat and if you leave a wet towel on the floor she'll pee on it. Oh. For some reason. Okay. I think that's a thing with cats. <laughs> I don't know why. So I did finally tell all the kids if you leave a towel on the floor the cat will pee on it and that's really gross. And so they seem to be getting like that was a good trigger. Um something like your mom wants you to didn't Right. I almost just feel didn't like seem we to have, have the same too effect. Many towels in my house. Like I almost wish if we had if if every person only had a single towel and that was it then maybe they'd realize that leaving it on the floor meant a gross towel for them next time i don't know I yeah feel like well they right no like maybe mindset with towels there's just always an abundance of fresh there's always towels, towels. I, I will say one thing we did a few years ago was give um each kid their own towel yeah yeah that's kind of so what like I'm, what i'm thinking and then yeah. there's like a little bit of a natural consequence but yeah and and I just, I find myself doing that thing that you're not supposed to do, which is going around and just picking up the clothes they dropped and the towel they dropped. And so right now I'm completely enabling the bad habits and just, I'm just admitting that right here. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's see, I'm going back up to our, our other list here, but, um, do you want to talk about like big kids, like teens? What are, what do I have to look forward to? (laughs) <laughs> anything <laughs> nothing oh boy well when you say look forward to do you mean that like i don't know one thing i will say is i think i think kids are just gross yeah and that's a big <laughs> generalization but like i'm just gonna say in the bathroom particularly kids don't seem to have a lot of care for cleanliness which is yeah. ironic they leave caps off of everything yeah. they um like there's toothpaste spattered on the mirror constantly when they start shaving. Then it's like living with a man who I don't know how you feel about the way your husband shaves. But I know that when I was married, that was often something I'd come and look in the toilet, not in the toilet, in the sink. And it's like full of little hairs. And I get right. so irritated because I was like, clearly you can see that there's hair here. Right. Um, and the boys don't care about that either. Yeah. It's just there's just a lot of like fluids and substances everywhere. So you have, and then you get on them about cleaning of like, Hey, clean the bathroom. And then they do, but it's like, they miss all the pertinent parts. <laughs> like they clean it, but they don't get to the stuff that really needs to be clean. Like, I don't know. They, they wipe stuff and then they smear it. Like right. it just, it doesn't look any better right. when they're done. So it's all terrible. 
It's all a <laughs> I don't giant. know what to say. Like, just yeah. make sure your kids have their own bathroom is all I can say. Because if you yeah. have to share a bathroom with them, then no good best of no luck good. to you um, best, best of luck to you godspeed to you actually it's funny uh i don't know if i've mentioned this but when we repiped our house like six months ago our master bedroom shower the temperature got messed up and it does not get hot enough for me brian doesn't care he's fine with it but i need a hot shower and it's also like an open walk-in shower which means you don't get like the steam room effect like it doesn't stay warm because you're more out in the open mm-hmm. so i switched to showering in the kids bathroom which is where you've showered when you've stayed here megan and that's actually a great shower i like it um but it was right kind of at like fun timing because I realize I'm sharing a bathroom kind of with my kids, but not really because I get ready in the morning yeah. in my own bathroom, all my makeup and I wash my face at night in my own bathroom, but showering is with the kids. And so it's given me that little insight into like t- teaching Allegra, like how much conditioner, how much body wash to use. I noticed we were going through body wash like six times faster than we should. And I was like, Oh, I think she's probably mm, yeah. using like way too much, but I, I wouldn't have probably known that because we're past the stage where I'm hands on helping them in the shower. So it was kind of like a little, I don't know, window into their world in there. And I was kind of able to provide some feedback in a way that I wouldn't have been able to if I didn't um, share a shower with them, which is kind of fun. For Allegra's birthday, I actually got us a Bluetooth shower speaker and that's been really fun. So the kids are like listening to podcasts and music while they take a shower and they think that's really cool. So, I don't know, Megan. Right. Did we solve it all? Did we cover everything? I don't know. I talked about my kids like playing, you know, pea swords in the bathroom or yeah. like, like, I don't know. Like, it's more like a pea. Um, what's the thing from Star Wars? Lightsaber. Yes. Lightsaber. Thank zoom. you. Pea lightsabers. Zoom, 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 zoom. Yeah. Sound effects. Yeah. It goes everywhere. I don't know. I, I think, you know, oh, I just remembered I if, something. Oh, Sorry ahead. to cut you yeah, off. Go ahead. Um, the one thing I wanted to mention um, was potty talk and butt jokes. Can we talk about that real quick? Yes. Wrap? Yes. Because this is a little shocking. If your first child, my, my first child was not even allowed to say the word, butt. we said bottom or, you know, there's other cute words you can use. And we used correct in- yeah. anatomy, of course, too. But like, she didn't say the word, butt until she was like eight. And then my youngest, of course, said the word butt from when she was two and thought it was, it was like her first word. Right. <laughs> but there is something about, I don't know, first grade that seems like it's like the butt jokes and the potty talk just gets out of control. And I don't know if you had specific ways you handled it. I mean, I don't, first of all, I kind of think that sometimes butt jokes are funny. So like, I, I appreciate that my kids have a sense of humor. I, I don't like regulate it to an extreme, but I do want them to know that they'll, that different audiences appreciate different kind of jokes, you know, that you can't. Yeah. And sometimes I'll just cut it off. And if there's younger siblings listening, then I'll just be like, no, but I don't know if you had any experience. Um, ignore it. Yeah. Ignore it as much as you can. I don't know that that's one of those things where you can really control it. No. Too much, you know, or like, I don't know, shut it down. It just feel, it just feels like, it's best if mom just checks out. It's kind yeah. of like there are certain conversations I'll stay in the room for and try to be hip and and joke along. And there's others where I could try to shut it down, but it's best for me to just remove myself. Yeah. Or like horseplay. I just remove yeah. myself because I know yeah. it's developmentally appropriate for them. I just don't want to witness it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we we didn't unless it was becoming like offensive to somebody else in the yes. house. It's kind of our rule with stuff yeah. like that. Like if it's grossing somebody else out or someone else is offended, stop. 
Yeah. But if everyone's kind of in on the joke and it's just talking about bodily functions, right. I'm I'm fine with it. I agree. But it is and a thing. You can, it is a thing. It's totally a thing. And I think there's some kids who just get a bigger kick out of it. I think they're yeah, probably the agreed. ones who will grow up to have a really great sense of humor. Like, but they just, they, there's something about, it's like a light clicks on and they realize that it makes people slightly uncomfortable and or makes them yes. laugh. And then they just yep. use that to their advantage. It's like a kid using their cuteness or batting their eyelashes. It's like the same thing. They just realize that it's going to get a rise out of somebody, either good or bad. Yep. And then they just... Yep. Yeah, and I, I spent a lot of time last year in Reed's first grade classroom, and so um, just helping, and so I saw the like not just my own kid, but all kids of that age, and it's just it is it's like it is an epidemic, and once they all yes. start, you know, and same with swear words, to be honest, although that's a different conversation, but like same thing with young kids and swearing, they're just trying it out, and they just like it's like once it spreads as as a thing that kids are yep. doing I don't know it, yep. I, I don't feel I don't get too worked up about it either I do well and I will it, also say oh, go ahead no I was just gonna say when you have younger siblings that is hard because I didn't there were times when I did not want my preschooler repeating <laughs> things that the big kids were saying at home and so that you could that's a little bit yeah. of a dance and you can I think you could just let older kids know look I see the humor there I think you know certain people might be offended but I don't want I don't want the preschooler hearing that so you need to take that conversation somewhere else well, and what I found in my family is that the boy, the kids, um, in particular the boys, all really police each other's humor a lot. Oh, I think in my, our family, sense of humor is such a huge deal mm -hmm. that, and especially the older ones, had really fine-tuned their humor skills by the time they were like in fourth or fifth grade. I actually remember um, Isaac coming home from his first day of third grade and saying... All the boys talk about, all they do is make bathroom jokes. Jokes. It is so pedestrian. <laughs> it's like, what? I don't even use the word pedestrian in a sentence casually. Awesome. Like, what? So he was over it. Like, he was, he was completely over bathroom yeah. humor by that point. And so then he would call the, uh, the younger kids out when yeah. their humor was pedestrian. Yeah, like, you could do better than and that. Exactly. And then yeah. he would basically, like kind of mentor and encourage them to be to do better to yeah. try harder and so I don't think that's mom's job like definitely yeah. they would not respond to me the same way they would as to like to an older sibling but that has actually been kind of fun to watch but I, but I the agree. bathroom humor is still there if done correctly you know I, yeah it just I has agree. to be done and, right and we're like our family is also like Brian and I are both big fans of wordplay and like yeah. smart humor and so I think there's something in that that like kids realize what's funny and if you could just maybe redirect it or like stop it short of offensive but just know that right. it's really it's super normal and yeah. it's most it's most shocking when it's your first kid and they've never even like said the word but and all of a sudden they're and then you're just like buttons. oh oh boy yeah, yeah. yeah. yes uh -huh. everything's more shocking with your first kid like literally everything yeah so, totally all of this the potty training and the pee everywhere and yeah. like the poop smears in the toilet and on the underpants oh let me I feel like we should close on this yes I feel please. like this this topic that I'm about to present <laughs> it's a good way to close at what point. Do you just throw the underoos out? Oh, yeah. Is I mean, there, is it a, 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 is it the size of the stain? <laughs> is it the. It's like if there's solid matter. If, like, yes, if there's mass. Yes, that's what If I there's mean. mass to it, More it than goes. Just a, like a light streak. <laughs> I try not to be um, wasteful. Right. 
But I will say little kid underwear is a place where I drew a line. Like I could be very wasteful with the little yeah. kid's underwear because it's gross. And I don't want to have to figure out how to take care of it. No. Like I don't want to have no. to like go scrape it off. I don't want them to wear like grossly stained underwear, even no. if it's clean. Yes. And a little package of little boy underwear, a little girl underwear. It's pretty cheap. It's very cheap. I agree. Throw it so, away. Buy some yeah, throw it away. They grow so fast. So right. you need the next size up anyway. Um, yeah. Okay, that was, was that a good place to leave it? A great place to leave it. Um, <laughs> okay. I would love to hear from you guys. You can always email us hello at themomhour.com or hop over to the show notes for episode 156 and leave us a comment or find us on social media. So we will be back. Can I also just say, mm-hmm. like last week or the week before, we asked people to email us and tell mm-hmm. us about themselves, and we're getting so many emails. I love it. And it's been wonderful. You thought I was crazy. We're very excited about it. (laughs) I did think you were crazy because I was like, Sarah, if you ask people to email us, they will. And they absolutely like so many of you guys have emailed us asking for advice on like what episodes they might like and stuff. But like, it's been great. It's really been fun to, to find out why people are listening and it is. And it really helps more about you. Yeah, exactly. Like know how that we can continue to bring you guys content that you want to hear. So keep doing it. We're hello at the momhour.com. All right, Megan, I will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Guess what, Megan? Over 10,000 teens are already using our sponsor, Erica, to help them unplug. That is amazing. Erica, that's Erica with a K, is the social media health app for teens that gives them the tools to unplug whenever they need to for improved health, study focus, sleep, and daily balance. It's so cool how this works to hide distracting apps from your phone at the touch of a button, keeping them out of sight and out of mind without deleting your data. Yeah, you know, teens really get that social media comes with risks, including addiction, and Erica helps them build healthy habits and self-regulation that will benefit them their whole lives. Tell your teens about Erica and save 20% on the Erica family plan with promo code THEMOMHOUR. Go to erica.app and search for plans. That's Erica with a K, E-R-I-K-A dot A-P-P and use code THEMOMHOUR to save 20%. Sarah, I started a Substack last spring, just kind of as an experiment, and it turns out I love it. I'm treating it kind of like an old school blog, writing about things that are happening in my life. Megan, I've loved following your stuff on Substack, and I actually just really like Substack in general. You know, we've both been a lot less active on Instagram lately, and I'm finding that Substack scratches that itch to connect and create without all the busyness of a typical social media feed. So I would love it if Mom Hour listeners wanted to look me up there. I'm at meganfrancis.substack.com, and that's Megan with two A's, M-E-A-G-A-N-Francis.substack.com.